Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of Devil's Due. It is the 4th of July, so court is technically on a national holiday, but we are still here for you to bring you the great season finale of Daredevil Season 2 and another great episode of our show. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who is so patriotic, he is actually part a member he is actually a full member of gi joe which is the code name for america's daring highly trained special missions force its purpose to defend human freedom against cobra a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world mr drew celestino and i only cost about uh, 30 flag points you gotta mail them in <laughs> you got it here's get you're the special mail in that's correct did you do that when they did that you can make yeah. your own gi joe yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah i he- did too it was, a, it was kind of a lame figure. But hey, you know, I got to make my own, so whatever. It was a lame figure. And uh, by the way, they would never be able to do that that intro anymore. Like, a ruthless terrorist organization determined... They would never be able to say that in a kid's yeah, show. Yeah, they would, enough. especially now. In a kid's show? No, they would... They, nah, they, they wouldn't be able to say that. Who cares about a kid's show? They would... <laughs> well, in the uh, in the adult version, sure, like <laughs> like the one they made for Cartoon Network about ten years ago, which was oh, awesome, resolute, yeah, dude. Oh man, written by Warren Ellis. Uh, yeah, kids, do yourself a favor and go out and uh, pick up GI Joe Resolute on DVD. Um, it, it's probably pretty cheap by now, but yeah, Cartoon Network did it like ten years ago, and it's like a thirty thirty minute. No, maybe more than that, right? No, it's like forty five minutes. Yeah, but it's total. A, they did it in little webisodes. Yeah, it's great. That that's like. That's GI Joe. Yeah, like yeah, only only edgier. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Uh here we are, sir. What's going on? How you doing? I'm good. We have that odd that odd uh, feeling when we're not. It's not Tuesday evening, so it's just like, no. It's like Tuesday afternoon. I'm all discombobulated. It's Fourth of July. Yeah. News is shut down. We got some stuff. But, we got uh, we got some stuff, but not nothing like heavy hitting. That's okay. It's a holiday week, so maybe if the show's a little light this week, I think we've given yeah. we've we've given more than enough content in the last few weeks to. Uh, but that's keep okay. The happy. Yeah, that's okay because then we can just give more time to uh, the season finale of Daredevil, which sure. is definitely sure. deserving of it. Um, but let us not ignore ceremony. How was your week, sir? Uh you know, it's been un. Eventful yet uneventful. Yep. Um, it's a lot going on. I can't really discuss yet, but um, in a couple of weeks, I should be able to kind of disclose some things. Every, um, every couple of months or so, you get a little secretive about stuff. Well, you know, there's life, life doesn't stand still, man. Got to keep, <laughs> keep, keep the train rolling. Um, but I had quite the weekend. Yes. Uh, so as I informed all of our dear listeners uh, last episode, uh, this past weekend was the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Special in USA. Been seeing tons of highlights on the Facebooks. I'm yeah. Um, so this was, like I said, New Japan's first ever U.S. shows. They've toured, you know, with ROH as a co-promotion kind of deal. But yeah. this is this was strictly New Japan show. And uh, night one aired on Access TV live. Um, Night 2 will be aired on Friday, this coming Friday on Access TV, but it was actually live on NJPW World, which Jay Gelsimino has, so I went to Jay's place Sunday to watch it. We watched Saturday night here. Oh my God, it was great. Yeah. Now, it had potential to not be great, um, because it wasn't like a full roster of NJPW. It was, you know, a lot, the big names all certainly came down, but it wasn't, uh, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of gaijin. And a lot of guys who aren't, you might not specifically think are strictly NJPW. They're kind of more, yeah. uh, 
free agents free agent guys who have who happen to work our uh, uh njpw but they also work our wage they also take indie bookings all around the world so it had a kind of a mixed bag flavor but the big the big the big stuff was big and it in the presentation of the show, from the ring announcing to the, every the, the, the look, the ring, the lighting, it was all NJPW to a T, and uh, it was fantastic. They had and old JR doing commentary, didn't they? They did. Happy about that. Now he does the commentary. Is he kind of get into his like old John Madden phase? No, it's not that. It's he's not saying that, stuff, and you're like, really, JR? No, really? no, no, no. It's not that. It's that he is clearly a freelancer at this point, so he's independent himself. Yeah, and he does the weekly show on at Access TV, and I. But that's but he that's just him overdubbing footage in a studio somewhere. So he has more time to prepare. If he wants to do another take on something, he can. This was him live at ringside. And the first night was not his best work. Uh. So he was clearly unprepared. He did not know who all the guys were, uh, you know, by sight. And I would just be the Japanese guys. Like, he, I think he called Zack Sabre Jr., uh, who was from the UK. He called him Will Ospreay, who was also from the UK, but they look nothing alike and they wrestle nothing alike. <laughs> but he called Zack Sabre Jr. Will Ospreay a few times. It's like, oh, JR, buddy. Um, so what's going on here? And then, um, so a little side, a little microcosm side note in terms of the presentation and Jr. kind of missing the ball. Uh, Dave Meltzer is the longest tenured like reporter of the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, he's been he's, been, he's, written, he's written the Wrestling Observer newsletter for over thirty years. Like he's the man when it comes to inside scoops, news. Uh, he knows the business. He knows what's going on, when it's going on, and why it's going on. Very plugged in guy. Very respected. And he loves him some NJPW. The, the Young Bucks um, are big fans of Dave, and Dave is you know friends with the Young Bucks. And their finishing move is called the Meltzer Driver. So Dave's father, unfortunately, passed away the night before the show or the day of the show. So the Bucks put out on Twitter, you know, we're going to hit the most insane Meltzer Driver tonight for Dave's father. You know, so... They do this awesome Meltzer driver on the outside of the ring, and what's what's a a Meltzer driver? Yeah, give it. so it's like a tombstone pile driver, except the one guy does the tombstone pile here, but the other guy flips off the ropes and spikes his legs down at the Ooh. same time. All right, so they do it to the outside. So the one guy went up to the top rope, jumped, did a flip to the outside. They land, they spike the Meltzer driver, and. Uh, I always get the Young Bucks mixed up. There's Matt and there's Nick, and I don't know which one is which. I, I apologize. Okay. Uh, but the one dude like literally looks at the camera and says uh, to, to Meltzer, like, that was for you, Dave, or that was for you. I think his father's name is uh, Herbert Meltzer. Is it, that was for you, Herbert, and like did a you know nice. a little thing. And JR and Josh Barnett completely missed the call on it. Like they it was in, it was a holy crap moment that they just like no sold and talked over like oh but he did he get all of it and like they didn't even acknowledge what it was the japanese commentary there's a great tweet that's going on where they they put the two back to back the two <laughs> clips and the japanese commentary went berserk and i don't know if they i don't know if they called out the shout to Meltzer, but they at least went ape for the move Meltzer driving you know <laughs> nice it, it, that 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 i'm telling you man the commentary uh, certainly helps sell the product so yeah jr was just okay um, and again, it's not because he's losing a, a step. It's just because I think he's not 
unfamiliar territory. Yeah, and, and he does, like I said, he does the show in the studio during the week, so he should know, but I think because it's not his full-time gig, he doesn't, he's just not as knowledgeable about the product as a fan yeah. like myself would want him to be, to be the voice of that product. So anyway, that aside, uh, the shows were fantastic, and uh, night one, uh, Kenny Omega, our boy, defeated, uh, who did he beat in night one? Uh, Michael Elgin to take his first win in the tournament. So this was the tournament to determine the first ever uh, NJPW US champion. So night one, he beats Elgin. He was the most over guy in the building by a mile. Place was nuclear for him. And then Okada defended his NJPW title against uh, Cody, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes, Dusty Kid, who I can't stand. Has no business at all having a sniff at the world title. (laughs) So Okada dispatched him with relative ease. And, Can you uh, not stand him because of his character or because of like Um He is he's okay, okay? But he's not great. Like he's he's good at character he's a great character guy. In ring, he's okay. And that's the best thing I can say about him. He's a little too over the top character for NJPW, and his his ability in ring is nowhere near the level that it should be to be in the main event. Of an NJPW event. He's okay. a mid-tier guy. You. Upper mid-card, no higher than that, in my opinion. He's a perfect WWE guy. That's <laughs> hate to say it, but that's what he is. So, uh, anyway, Okada beat him, so we're all good. Uh, Kenny uh, won, like I said. Night 2. Night 2 was even better. Because now we're further along in the tournament, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Uh, Kenny Omega... Kenny Omega. First, he beat uh, Jay Lethal to move on to the finals of the tournament, where he met uh, Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull, who is awesome, one of the best. Guy's phenomenal, and he's kind of unheralded in a way because he's never like in a position to like be a, be a champion. But he's one of the like most legit guys in NJPW. Everyone loves him too. Like the guys, he's just one of the greats that is for whatever reason isn't in the title picture. But you're gonna get. Great stuff from him every time. I think one of the highlight videos I saw was of that match. Oh, my God, dude. Him sitting on the ground and Kenny kicking him. Yeah. And him just laughing it off. Well, that's his thing. He just, he'll sit there and be like, come on, you know, do it. Him and Shibata. Oh, my God. Poor Shibata, who had to retire, retire, unfortunately. But their match last year at Wrestle Kingdom was the stiffest, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it was, (laughs) and it was amazing for it. So, yeah. So Ishii's legit and Kenny's legit. And together they put on a, amazing amazing match in the finals and spoilers kenny omega yes first ever njpw us champion yeah kenny bullet club came out celebrated closed the show and uh kenny omega um is probably the he's probably the biggest guy not in wwe right now i mean outside of okada obviously the champion Kenny's a big deal. He came out and basically said, we're coming back next year. I'm going to defend this title everywhere and anywhere. When we come back next year, I want this to be bigger and better. And basically, Kenny kind of turned babyface in front of the U.S. crowd. Mm. Uh, Gave the crowd all the props in the world for showing up and believing in NJPW, promising that they'd return and bigger and better, and they're going to take over the wrestling world. Did he turn babyface or just drop kayfabe for a little bit? Kenny never drops kayfabe. Okay. He's uh, he's really good at kayfabe. <laughs> so his character just because just if you if you paid attention to his year 
obviously starting with Wrestle Kingdom that we watched. Yeah. And just his whole development has been proving himself to be the best and to prove that professional wrestling can be more than what anyone believes it can be. Yeah. He wants to make it bigger and better no matter where he goes. He reiterated all of that on Sunday, and it was just fantastic. Perfect stuff. Great stuff. And anybody that sees this, anyone disgruntled with WWE, watch watch Friday Night Access TV if you missed it. Just watch it, especially the finals with Kenny and, and Ishii and Kenny's promo. It just, dude, if you, are, if, you, if you miss wrestling, or at least if you want wrestling that like actually feels like it matters and is important, this is it. This is where it's at. This is what's going on. So what, what channel is Access? It depends on your provider. Is it like a, I have well, is it like a local-ish? No, it's a, it's a network, but it's a, network, it's a network that not all carriers carry. Gotcha. So I think uh, Fios has it. I have DirecTV. I have it. I don't think uh, Time Warner or Spectrum, whatever they're called, I don't think they have it. So you okay. got to check your listings, but if you yeah. do get it, set your DVR. Um, they're they're never quite live. This is like the you know a live yeah. event. Um, they're usually a little behind, but but even if you're behind, man, just watch watch the stuff. It the work is the work, and the work is fantastic. So yeah. Anyway, that was my weekend. Uh, it was awesome. I I yeah. Any any good NJPW weekend gets me pretty pretty hyped up. So yeah. that's it. That's where I I'm think, at. I think it was your two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Kenny Omega was at uh, CEO, mm-hmm. which is the the fighting game tournament that. Um, it starts out as a fighting game tournament, but after when you get to like top eight in the games, they do full on professional wrestling style show. Cool, where the you do entrances and stuff. They do entrances, and the the finals take place inside a ring. Love it. And you might have saw like, I think it was last year. We might have talked about it on the show when uh when K Brad did uh stunner. On one of the commentators when he went into the ring. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, we yeah. saw. So that. it's that show. Okay. Um. Yeah. Last year, Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods had a yep, yep. had a uh, AK Austin Creed. Yep. Had a um. Oh God, what's the name? Uh, not like an official match, but just like a special card match. Okay. Um, Exhibition match. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Exhibition okay. match. Um. Yeah. He was there again this year. He helped with uh Smug's entrance. Um. He helped carry Smug in. Like him and one other guy carried Smug in on their shoulders as Smug was wearing a crown, and rightfully so. Smug is he is freaking incredible. His, what uh, what game? Uh, Street Fighter. Okay, his Balrog is you'll blink and you'll be dead. Wow. Um, but yeah, he was th- he was there for that. He was also there in support of Tekken. Yep, the Bullet Club uh, Bullet and NJPW have a cross promotion. So yeah, um, so that was pretty cool. And yeah, he did he went fairly far in the tournament he's not like top eight level skill yet obviously because he can't put in the time yeah he's a little busy but uh, he's not he's by no means a scrub no when he's not wrestling he's playing video games so and he uses alex which is which like (laughs) if i had to say who's my main street fighter five would probably be alex all right um so how was your weekend otherwise my week all right let's not going to bury the league here, so I'm simply going to say to uh, to quote Janine from Ghostbusters, Ooh. we got one! Teeth? William is finally crawling. Ah, yes. My son is finally mobile, and I cannot tell you how good it feels to see him moving around and how freaking adorable he is. <laughs> um, finally, finally. And it was just like it... It puts a lot of concern to rest. Sure. No, I like, know you were. You a had, lot of you concern a lot of that, concerns. like, Julie and I had, but 
anybody whose parents didn't have, but when it's your kid, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just get irrational. So him crawling around, just incredible, and he's getting better and better each day. He's all right, he's not going to be crawling long. He's going to be on his feet soon? He Well, he will... We can prop him up against something and he can stand. Oh, yeah. But he's kind of starting to sidestep a little bit. Here we go. When he's holding stuff, so he's not going to be crawling long. You're going to be uh, getting some exercise soon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. We're, we're definitely both okay with that. You better start uh, padding the corners and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely got to baby-proof the house. It's still a death <laughs> trap. But, you know, I mean, natural consequences is a great educator. So Yeah. Yeah. So you it, if you survive that. it, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that happened earlier in the week. Uh, Friday night, we had game night. Yes, new which game. W- with new game, a lot of fun. Alan learned a harsh lesson. <laughs> let's let's first talk about the game. Yes, please. The game was Cutthroat Caverns. I believe so. Is it called? Yeah. Wow, that game was fun. I enjoyed that I was like thinking lot. about it more and more on the way home. Like, I cannot wait to play that again. That was definitely that fun. That was a crazy fun game. Basically, it's... You're pirates who are fighting one monster after another, and it's co-op, kinda. It's it's, it's co-op ish. It's it's as co-op as you want it to be. It's it's co-op, but you kind of manipulate because you gain victory points by killing monsters. Put it this way: you're all against the monster, yeah, but you want to be the one to actually kill the monster, yeah. So, so you might like have a really powerful attack in your in your deck that. Might not kill the monster, but might bring it right down to like a point where it doesn't take a lot to kill it. You're not necessarily going to spend that no, for the greater cause. You're going to hold on to that. Right. Well, it depends on what, what point in the game it is. The, the more hands we played, the more I kind of figured out, like, I don't want to throw that 100 banger out right away. Yeah. Uh, wait till someone else whittles it down to sub 100, and then when it, yeah. and then know when your turn's coming, and, and you got to be an opportunist. Yeah. The like, whole game is basically be an opportunist. Yeah. I'm waiting for your opportunity, playing the right cards at the right time. Now, there are ways to screw the people you are playing with oh, in yeah. this game. Oh, yeah. Not completely unlike the Blue Turtle Shell Mario Kart. There are blue <laughs> cards in Cutthroat Caverns that will stop, that can do things as varied as stopping your opponent from doing their attack or doing their action. Uh, they will force your opponent to take any damage that you would take. Um, but... We're going to pause there, and now we're going to discuss the concept of the wrath. <laughs> now, for most people who capital know me... Capital T, capital W. <laughs> for most people who know me, they would say I'm a fairly peaceable dude. Yeah, unless we're playing games with you. Now, but, like, hold on a second. Like, if you listen to this podcast and you've never met us, you can cl- clearly tell that Drew has maybe some deep-seated anger issues, possibly of psychological therapy. What? And I'm a little more optimistic and hopeful about the world. Then we have The Wrath. Now, can you see who really needs help? <laughs> the Wrath is my philosophy that if we are playing in a video game, or a, a board, like a board game. game, card game, anything. And you impede my progress, whether through attack, through like if you play Settlers of Catan, putting the robbers on one of my uh-huh. settlements. Uh-huh. If you do something that impedes my progress, in which you don't have to do, but you choose to, you will suffer the wrath. <laughs> and the wrath is, I don't care about winning anymore. 
I just care about making you not win and making your life miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if, if we're in a game, cause I want to make sure the wrath is understood. If we're in a game where the point, the main mechanic of the game is conflict, then game on fair game. You have to attack each other. That's fine. If you can do something to me that you don't necessarily have to, but you choose to do it to me and not to someone else, you get the wrath. So now the wrath usually lasts for a couple rounds, maybe to the end of the game. Uh-huh. But surely the end of the night, the wrath is, is exhausted. I don't know how sure, but okay. But past couple weeks, Alan's been getting kind of uppity. Ah. Alan's been getting kind of braggy about being on summer vacation. Look, the man is on vacation. The man's a teacher, an honor to be praised, that's for sure. He he is in the trenches. Yeah. Working to educate America's youth. Should should receive honor and high high pay and, and all the stuff that comes with what being a teacher should bring, which unfortunately doesn't bring in this country. But, you know, humbleness goes a long way as well. <laughs> Humility is the word you're looking for? Here? Humility. Okay. And at every chance Alan got, Alan decided to remind us that he's on vacation and that he doesn't have to work for like the next two months or so. Those of us who work every day, you know, maybe don't like to be reminded of that. So not only did Alan get the wrath uh-huh. for that game, uh-huh. Alan now has the wrath for every game of every game night for as long as he is on vacation. Wow. That's deep, man. <laughs> That's heavy. So, yeah. I don't care about winning. I just care about making Alan lose. I think it's a good thing that you don't have access to nuclear weapons in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a conflict. I don't believe in proportional responses. See, that's what I mean. I believe in shock and awe. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. You would you would burn the earth just to just to spite someone. Like if if you <laughs> if you key my car and I key your car, what did we achieve? Uh-huh. What did we, we didn't achieve anything. Right. If you key my car and I set yours on fire, what did you learn? Uh-huh. See? It's, it's escalation really what you're saying. So, you know. Eye for an eye just leads everyone blind. Slice jugular for an eye. That that solves any future problems. This is how you get supervillains. This is what happens in Gotham City, sir. Nah, I'm responsible with my powers. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, yeah. Alan, we had game night. It was really fun. De- for any of you who play board games, definitely recommend Cutthroat Caverns. Lots of fun. Yeah. Alan easy easy to wrath. pick up and play, and but yeah. deep enough to uh, definitely be fun. And, and th- I think the competitive aspect of it also uh, adds to it for sure. Yeah. And Alan has the wrath now <laughs> for the rest of his vacation. And that's oh, if he dude. stays humble about it and just like takes his wrath like a I I hope like he, a good lad. I want him to just keep rolling now. Just every every Friday, just put his feet up. Ah, I didn't do anything today. It was great. Yeah, rub it in, Alan. Yeah. This is, now, now that he knows this See is the same affairs, works out for I, you, Alan. I think now that he knows that he's got the wrath, he should just keep earning it. Alan, just despite you. Listen, <laughs> I will get Alan deported. You can't do that. I, I don't care if he's a citizen. Oh my god. This is the the listen, the world we live in, I'm a white male. Don't forget that I can get Alan deported. Nah, he's got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Not the way we did at the Bison's game. No, but trust me. So alright. So yeah, that was Friday night. Saturday. Yeah. X Wing tournament. Yeah. 
lot of fun. How'd you do? Didn't win. Ah. Didn't come, but again, didn't come in last. I came in like six out of ten. Not bad. And I I went two and two, which opposed to a previous tournament. I went one and three. Okay. So I can legitimately say I did a hundred percent better than I did last time. Sure. Yeah. Um. Really, I as you saw Friday night, I was kind of hemming and hawing over which which squad to go with. I stuck with my decimator squad, and I learned in that tournament how to fly it properly. Okay. Which is the way it's set up. I just got to go straight at them. Ramming speed. Ludicrous speed. Create traffic jams. Let the TIE fighters go around and strafe the traffic jam and whatnot. And so, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good time at uh, Two Kings Games in the Eastern Hills Mall. So next time the- you're going to go three and two. Hopefully. Oh, wait. No, is that right? Three and one. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Fingers crossed. Never know. Work, work your way up the ranks. Yep. I'm not 100% convinced that the squad is a a tournament winning squad, but it's definitely one I'm having a lot of fun with right now. So yeah, that was my week. Dear listeners, if you would like to tell us about your week, if you would like to send us any questions, email us or reach out to us on social media, you can do so at the following resources. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can go to the you can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's And if you want any questions or comments you send to us on Twitter this week at the hashtag Alan has the wrath. Wow. I want to see that trend. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. That being said, let's move on to our case files, which our briefcase is exceedingly light this week because we're not too far out from San Diego Comic-Con. No cross-examination, huh? No, we didn't get a... Let me just double check. All right. I even told... um, I told Jay we were recording early. Nope. Okay. Nothing in there. Fine. Um, Adam Malone was a little displeased with your reactions to you know what was defining of the nintendo 64 so he's he's drafting a response okay as as he informed me uh wealthy young man about town i'm curious because what what, what did i say that was so egregious i don't need it i think it pertains to your thoughts on goldeneye goldeneye is overrated okay i know it was a competitive game at the time but it's aged terribly and it did not define the console so we we do have some news, and trust me, folks, we're kind of <laughs> scraping around hey. this week. Uh, we early, can talk about stuff. Yeah, earlier this week, the teaser dropped for the new Inhuman series <laughs> from uh, Marvel. Uh huh. That will be debuting first in IMAX theaters, and then coming to I believe ABC. Um, we've mentioned this we've talked about in humans before it's not that we don't like them we we just they don't do it they're not our cup of tea they don't do anything for us we don't necessarily care remember what i said about cody yeah the humans have a ceiling yeah and it's very much in the middle of the card yeah so um the t the teaser came out i was i was like okay this doesn't look horrible but this is not like one of those things that I will make a point of watching if I have something else to watch. 
Uh, everybody's freaking out that Lockjaw is in it. Lockjaw is not. This is network television. This is like big budget special effects show on network television. So the special effects are not that great looking, which includes Lockjaw. Lockjaw looks straight out. Of, Lockjaw looks like a CG character out of like a mid nineteen nineties film. Is he better than the Hulk dogs from from Hulk? I would say no. Okay, you heard it here first. The Hulk dogs are better. Yeah, I think the Hulk. I mean, that movie didn't work for a number of reasons, but I think if you didn't make one of the Hulk dogs a poodle, then because that kind of saved them that they were a poodle. That was kind of funny. Okay. But yeah. The movie had Sam Elliott in it. Come on. It did. Hey, look, I'm not going to talk smack about it. I saw it twice in the theater. I thought it was okay. Some stuff was better than others in it. I thought the finale was terrible. But, yeah. uh, you know. It, a lot of people hated the editing style. I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it. How they kind of like. Just, Made it like comic book panels. Yeah. yeah I thought that was, was kind of neat. Um, anyway, that's, yeah. uh, that's an aside. Uh, dude, the Inhumans trailer. <laughs> they made they, they had the big text on the screen like shot with IMAX cameras for the first time on television yada yada or but it's not going to be on television it doesn't look any better than anything I've ever seen yeah, that was shot no. with an IMAX camera so you're not wowing me here number one number two it looks it just looks so generic it yeah. looks like any other network show and that's like the Inhumans are this weird alien concept and this just does does them no justice whatsoever it just looks so bland and so tv and the, so safe and the inhumans so, should be supporting characters in like a guardians film sure that yes that's the perfect that's their kind of style for them yes like the gold people in, in guardians too yeah the inhumans can work in that kind of background role yeah Giving them front and center, good luck with that. Marvel's trying to do it in the comics, and I still don't care. Yeah. And well, because they're trying to get them over X-Men, and that's not, not ever going to happen. It's never going to happen. Um, yeah, I thought Inhumans looked very bad. <laughs> looks yeah. looks bad. Uh, the Medusa's wig is laughable. Laughable. They're going to put that on television. That's laughable. <laughs> um. Lockjaw, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say that he was quite '90s tier, but he certainly could look better. And they took his antenna off, and I think that's a, that's a cop out. Um, give the man his antenna. He's got his antenna. No, he's got a hair, a little glowing patch of oh, fur okay. on his head that looks like the antenna. See, when he see also, we had a little back and forth about this taking off Black Bolt's mask. Sorry, man. No, not buying it. He just looks like some dude now. Black Bolt, some average white guy who can't talk. That's Black Bolt now. Instead of weird alien king, he's just random guy. Number 47 from Central Casting. Great! <laughs> All right. He really, really portrays majesty. Give me, and again, you mentioned we, we went back and forth on this, and I don't think we need to go full bore into that, but give me a legitimate story reason they're Why weird alien people. He's the king of a weird alien people. If there's their lore says that's what he has to wear, then that's what he has to wear. There, done. So basically, you're using the same justification for Michael Bay's Transformer designs. Uh, no. They're weird alien things. They shouldn't look like robots. 
No. Again, I'm defending the source material. Michael Bay could give a crap about the source material. <clears throat> what I'm saying is the source material is strong enough and your concept is already making me take a leap of faith. Just do it the way the source material says to do it and trust that it's going to work. You don't have to come up with some like reason why not to do it. That's that's silly. It's trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's I, like it's like if they invented Spider Man today. Oh, he doesn't have to wear the mask. Like, yes, he does. He's Spider Man. What he wears? Well, his mask serves a purpose. It reveals his secret identity. Fair enough. Black but- Bolt does not have a secret identity. Black Bolt, like you said, is a king of his people. Right. Kings don't hide their face. Even hide- even T'Challa doesn't hide his face. It could just be what he wears as king. It's just a ceremonial thing. They're weird aliens. They can make it work. Even like if you even go back. And look at Jack, because the humans were created by Jack Kirby. Yes, they were. Jack Kirby is, you cannot question his genius. He's Hall of Fame all time. But as far as his designs go, the Black Bolt costume is not in the upper tier of them, in my opinion. I, I think it is. And but. Then, but even if you look at what he did later with New Gods, mm-hmm. He even moved away from using masks. Uh, Mr. Miracle begs to differ, but, you know, whatever. And well, for, Ar- that, and Orion. for that level of character, like, Darkseid does not have a mask. No, High he's got Father, a weird crown. High Father does not have a mask. No, he does not. So. But yeah. neither does Odin or Thor. So, you see. I just, you know, to me, it's not the deal breaker that is for you. I think, I just, if you're going to go all in on the Inhumans, then go all, in, go all in on the Inhumans. Make them as weird as they are, because I mean, I don't know. This just looks bland and generic. I don't... Yeah, no, we definitely both agree on that, that we're just not... It's in humans. We've said it before, we'll say it again, we don't really care. Yeah, I mean... And take that, all of you who thinks we just shill for Marvel. No, I I think the Inhumans are... I, the Inhumans are like the Roman Reigns of, of Marvel. <laughs> they The company keeps wanting us to make them a thing, and the fans are just like, nah... Well, no. I think, well, the reasons for they the company like wanting them to be the thing is evident. Like, they can't, they need someone to fill that they don't outcast need role. It. They want it. They don't need it. They want it. There's a difference. Don't tell me what I need, Marvel. <laughs> we'll tell you what we want. And we don't want the Inhumans. Sorry. If you can't get the X-Men back, too bad. Then, then double down on what you do well otherwise. Like, so give us more Avengers stuff. Give us more Ghost Rider Give us more... Dude, bring Blade back, for God's sake. Like, you know, just... Did, did you read Defenders 2? Uh, no, I haven't even read Defenders 1 yet, dude. I'm so... Blade shows up in Defenders Okay, two. there you go. See? And it's full-on Wesley Snipes' Blade. That's awesome. Do that stuff. But don't, like... And now here's your new X-Men 2! Like, no. We don't want them that well, way. We'll see what happens in Legacy. I'm, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic about Legacy. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's because Jason Aaron and uh, Asad Ribic are doing the first issue. So that alone gives me an, an, a, an inkling of faith. Right. Not much, but an inkling. Just, just do relaunch Marvel. Just They'll never do it. They'll never yeah. do it. Uh, not until they get the Fantastic Four rights back anyway. Oh, yeah, they're stopping sales of the Fantastic Four stuff yeah, in a lot of uh, like, some video game. A lot of crossed mixed messages going on because a couple of weeks ago we heard that you know the Fantastic Four expansion pack for the Legacy deck builder game is coming back. Yep. And there's rumors of a new Fantastic Four comic launching after Legacy. Really? Yes. Ah. So but yet they're stopping sales of them in it's, the video yeah. game. The other video game. What so which is it? 
maybe there's negotiations going on. Who knows? I think everything hinges on what I, I, I'm not going to say everything, but I think a lot of it hinges on what happens with homecoming's box office. Well, get ready because (laughs) here's, here's an interesting thing we learned earlier this week. Drew, how much money is Disney making from homecoming at the box office? Uh, none, not one red cent, but they want, so they were willing to forego it the all box goes office. to Sony. Marvel was willing to let that money go just so they could put them in Avengers and Cap. Yeah. And get, Marvel gets the merchandising. Well, let's not shortchange that. Yeah, well, no, obviously not. Uh, Marvel gets the merchandising and like, you know, some side money, some back end stuff, whatnot. But like straight up box office, Disney Marvel does not get any of it now i was really surprised to hear that so maybe after like you know homecoming does its box office run get ready for it by the way maybe then marvel can go to fox and be like listen this is the size of the check we can cut you yeah give us back fantastic four and you'll get this deal for say two movies sure who knows just give them back you know you know do you know how long i found out how long the window is for Fox and the Fantastic Four. Oh, ten years. They got to keep a. They they can sit on it for ten years and then reboot it again and try to reboot it again. They have a ten year window. That would be the amount of time I would say would be required for the stink to blow off at the last. Do you have, but do you know how film. sad that is? Like yeah, that's I mean, an eternity, that was, dude. I'll. I feel like I'll be dead. That Before was in, Marvel ever yeah, gets them back. That was an early 2000s. Marvel's going into bankruptcy. Do anything to save the House of Ideas deal. And Marvel got the bad end of it. Now they're they're paying for it. Yes and no. I mean, they, here's the thing. In hindsight, it's a terrible deal. At the time, it kept them afloat. Yeah, at the time, and, it was and, good for and, them. And look, but what like, they, and look what they did in the wake. What, they made the Avengers a multi-billion dollar franchise. Yeah, what I'm, what I'm saying is... It forced if, them to kind of elevate their b to a tier no and that's that's true although you can argue that fantastic four has not been an a tier since mid 80s um what i'm saying is that had marvel been a healthier company at the time that deal probably never would have had that structure to it no no it wouldn't but hindsight being what it is yeah ultimately i think it worked out well for marvel otherwise it's just now we, it worked out so well for them that we want to see them made whole. Yeah. And unfortunately, due to sins past, we can't. Yeah. They can't be made whole. And it's not even like the Fantastic Four themselves that gets us excited about them being back in Marvel. It's all the characters that come with them. Doctor Doom, Doctor Galactus, Doom. Silver Surfer. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But I, yeah. I just I'm a sucker for a cool sci-fi concept and the Fantastic Four when done correctly are a fun sci-fi concept and you know you can do all kinds of nutty adventures into other dimensions and other planets and stuff and we can't do that and it's and because they don't have the movie rights the comics put them on the shelf too so yeah. I can't even have it there yeah. because of merchandising well if you're a sucker for a good science fiction concept and movie boy do I got a new story for you sir oh just announced today i'm listening our friends over at sci-fi channel oh yeah doing a sequel to one of the greatest movies of all time deep blue sea oh i'm uh (laughs) his head is like a shark fin baby 
Deep Blue Sea 2 is coming to Sci-Fi Channel. To take my money? Dang, Skippy, take your money. I guess. We got smart sharks. They think Uh before they eat. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. How much that movie? How much of the original cast is coming back? Um, considering who survived, you've got you know two choices: Thomas Jane and LL Cool J. And you know what? Let's be honest. Probably all the return the surviving cast is coming back. I would think Sci-Fi could afford those guys at this yeah. point. Oh yeah, not to poop on. They got that Sharknado money. Yeah, they do have the Sharknado, which is <laughs> sad as it is. But oh, what if they cross over Deep Blue Sea with Sharknado? Intelligent shark tornado. Oh man, <laughs> Drew, don't don't tease me like that. Don't. You can't outrun it. You can't outthink there's, it. There's there's only a certain level of hope and love that I can allow into my heart. Don't don't tease me like that. Coming soon to uh, oh. Sci Fi Channel, known for their stellar original programming. Yeah. Anyway. That could All right. Be, so yeah. Eh, okay. That, um, I think that's it for the case files. Do you have more any? or less? Uh, Zelda the the first expansion came out for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. How was it? It's great. <laughs> it's good. I told you I didn't want that game to end. I know. And you uh, now it doesn't really have to. Um, I found I already acquired all of the uh, the um, items that they that they put in the first DLC pack. They're, some are better than others. They didn't really have much function to be honest with you. Uh, but they're cool to have in the game. But the big meaty part is the Trial of the Sword uh, side quest, which is like a three-tier, 45-level uh, endurance round. Cool. And, oh, God, is it difficult. <laughs> it's, it's so, so I, difficult. Haven't been it yet? No. How, how many rounds have you gotten through? Five. Wow. I, well, I had to pause the game at that point, and I haven't picked it back up yet. But it's not easy. They strip you of all your items, all your weapons, all your armor, you're in your, you're in your skivvies. And basically, it's just level by level. You have to use whatever you can find that they give you to ascend to the next level. And so if you got to fight with a tree branch, and you got to fight with a tree branch. Right. Um, it, it's hard. Dude, so, he's harping on your core. If you if you die, you go back to the beginning. So if I'm on level seven and I die, and you're back at level one. Nice. So fortunately, though, it's uh, because it's 45 levels. There's 15 per tier. If you finish one tier, you start at the next tier. So there's that at least. But yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. Yeah, I I'm sad. I get jealous and I get I get dumbfounded when I see speedrunners who do this this kind of stuff. I think the they broke the record. It's like sub one hour now to finish this thing. I I heard I like can't believe that 20 minutes. That's insane. I I can't even imagine how that's possible but speedrunners are speedrunners uh work miracles with uh with video games they they're a special things, breed. they really are i'm i'm equal parts uh jealous and uh ashamed of them at the same time like wow get a life at the same time god that's so cool <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm jealous and, 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 and like flabbergasted at the same time yeah all right, um, that closes up the case files for us this week. Yeah, uh, I got nothing else, man. It's kind of a light yeah, week. Light, very light week. Comic Con is coming. Comic Con is coming. Everyone's saving them them big guns for Comic Con. Um, oh, Star Wars, by the way, not gonna be at Comic Con. 
not going to do a panel for Han Solo, not going to do a panel for Last Jedi. Well, uh, given everything that just happened with Han Solo, that's not surprising. Uh, not necessary. It, and, and no, it's not super surprising. They're probably saving it for D23. Maybe, but they were there last year, I think, for for stuff. They're, 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 they're holding back this year. They were... I'm trying to remember how they did it with Force Awakens. I think they were I think they did the same... <laughs> I think they might have actually did the same thing for Force Awakens. They were there the year before, but then the year of, they weren't there. So, again, Disney is is one of those big companies where, you know, I will, I'm okay with their decisions. Because they've proven they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, If we had to guess, we still got Ragnarok coming out in November, right? Yeah, we so, might get some Ragnarok stuff. Um, do you think they're going to go ahead and drop us a little Infinity War teaser? Or is it too soon? They're filming. Maybe a behind-the-scenes thing, mm. but I think we might get a little bit of Ragnarok and some Black Panther. Okay. I think they'll probably be... I think Ragnarok and Black Panther will be taking center stage. And then to wrap up their their session, they'll give you like a little... Little like... Snippet? Behind, little snippet behind the scenes. Maybe some, you know... Okay. Pre-scenes finished, which I'm fine with. We'll find out soon enough. Everyone's like fiending over Infinity War. And yeah, it's going to be great and all, but we got, we got some good stuff coming between... Oh, we definitely have some good stuff coming. Now and then. Got Iron Man 3.5 this Friday, man. It's going to be awesome. I think you are uh, majorly overplaying Iron Man's role in this film. I uh, I heard a rumor that I will not say what the rumor is because it's a potential spoiler, and I don't want to spoil it for you or anyone else watching, but if this is true, yeah, Carl going to be pissed. Okay, I'll just prepare for the Carl wrath. Carl going to be pissed. Fair enough, um, but I've I've heard that Iron Man's role is more akin to Peter Parker's role in Civil War, so don't don't worry. It's going to be Spidey's flick. What about Happy's role and Pepper's role and you know everyone else's role? They have a cameo. They showed up for an afternoon. It's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's totally let's, fine. Let's Spidey have his own movie. He's this is his own movie. Do you see what the talk is already about the sequel? No. What superheroes are they going to bring into the sequel? I don't. Mm. I don't know. Hey, we wanted Marvel. We wanted Spidey in the Marvel U. He's in the Marvel U. Yeah, but I wanted my Spidey in the Marvel U. Not Your Spidey is never coming back. Not necessarily this version of Spidey. Cool. That's not fair because you got your cap. You got your Daredevil. I did. I want my Spidey. Your Spidey is gone forever, or at least until Joe Quesada retires. Yeah. I wouldn't. You know what? Grown up, married, PD ain't coming back. Dude. You know what? I don't even need him married. I just need him out of high school. I wouldn't even care if he was a college student. You're going to get there. I'd be okay with college You're going to get there. (coughs) You're going to get there. Just get him out of freaking high school. Tom Holland is going to grow into the role. He's going to get him out of high school. Mm, See what Flash Thompson is now. Trust the journey, sir. Just see what Flash Thompson is now. No, is he Venom or something? Oh, that's the comics. (laughs) Do you want me to tell you? What? What is he? He's he's a cyber bully. Oh, that's that's a that makes sense. Shut up. 
It's, 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 it's 2017. No. That makes sense. You think real bullying doesn't take place in 2017? It does. You think good old-fashioned Flash Thompson bullying doesn't take place in 2017? It does, but so does cyberbullying, which is kind yeah. of a more prescient concern nowadays. Yeah. All right. Just saying. We have come to my rage aside over Spider-Man. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm, so, I'm sure it's still going to be great, but I'm probably not going to. It's probably not going to crack my top five. I say that now. Reviews say otherwise, but uh, you're, you, this one, this one's a little close, it's close to your heart here, so yeah. we'll see. I think you understand my gripes. I do. Okay. I just, you know. As long as you understand. You, gotta compart- you don't have to agree with them. No, as long no, as you I, understand. I, 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 hey, look, you got to explain passion to me, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm irrational <laughs> about a lot of stuff, so, but, you know. All right. We are about to rustle some papers here. Season finale of Daredevil Season 2. Wow. This just... Mm. It's good. I know, folks, I know we do it every week, and I'm sorry, but the series brought it on itself. <laughs> this is so much... This was like such a needed palate cleanser after Iron Fist. Oh, well, yeah. Jeez. Oh, my God. That's not, that's not, it's, it's, it's hard to believe they're made by the same people. Yeah. But we'll get all the postseason breakdown after the uh, the episode breakdown. Yeah. So let's get to the episode. Episode 13. I actually neglected to write down the title. It is a cold day in Kel's kitchen. I see what they did there. Uh-huh. A little easy, but, you know, every, every once in a while, the low-hanging fruit tastes just as good as the stuff on the top branch. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we open up. I have a question for you, sir. Go on. The uh, The Black Sky coffin container, what the egg, have you. The big egg. Does it not instantly remind you of one of the jars from Ghouls and Ghosts? Um, I haven't played Ghouls and Ghosts in a while, so it's not the or first thing on my mind. Ghosts and Goblins, either one. E- either way. Uh, the same jar. Not the first thing I've thought of, so I guess no. Look it up after after. All right, I will do that. You'll be like, holy crap, it's the Black Sky Jar. <laughs> so, we have a villainous meeting with the villains discussing their plans well we get a new villain who's this redhead girl you know what in? when she first walked in you know what i thought what typhoid mary are they doing typhoid mary i, I didn't get there but i hope they get a better actress if they decide to go typhoid mary because this one tries a little hard she tries a little too hard yeah she seems i'm looking her up right now should have done this earlier i just i'm like you know i thought nobu was in charge and now we've got redhead american girl talking and she's speaking japanese like she you know she knows what's going on like he you know what even even villains need an assistant i I guess that's all that's all i'm gonna say she just Uh, feels out of place is all the characters listed as tyler tyler yeah oh that threatening tyler so so we'll say not typhoid mary no yeah yeah i could do without her so it gives a list of targets, which at first we have no idea what she's talking about with targets. When I first saw this episode and even like rewatching this episode, I'm like, is she talking about like, you know, Jessica Jones and her so Cage or I, I'm thinking like, is she giving a list about, of like the supers? You're thinking about it like civil or uh, like, like uh, uh, winter soldier. Winter Sol- yeah, when, exactly. When, when, when we get the, when the Steven, Su- Steven strange, uh, Steven summers. You look at me. <laughs> Oh, well. how's it going steven summers we got room on the show if you, if you need a gig buddy um never mind you can't go on the show i spite you still 
G.I. Joe. Uh, Stephen Strange, and we all marked out real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what this list was. So, Well, we find out later in the episode. We do. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, <sighs> And doesn't Nobu basically say kill them all? No. No, he's just kind of... He's monologuing about needing to remove Daredevil from the equation. Yes. Yes. Um... Speaking of Daredevil. Yeah. He's patching up Stick. He's got Stick tied to a chair. Well, he doesn't trust him. Matt's in some weird stuff sometimes. Now, Matt is, after all this, Nobu's alive. Electra was trained by Stick. That was like a big reveal stunner, right? Yeah. And, and, and all this business, he's still somehow in denial about Stick's mission. I don't think he's so much in denial about the mission he he understands that all the stuff that stick was talking about is real he just doesn't agree with stick's way of going about resolving it he still thinks it can be done his way i guess as but far he's kinda, as as far throwing, as he's throwing poo poo on the on the whole prophecy and, and all this other stuff as, as far as tying stick to a chair that's as, he's essentially a parent keeping two fighting kids apart yes <laughs> this this is true um so yeah, he wants. He he knows Electra's danger is dangerous, and he still wants her to die. Matt obviously doesn't want that. No one chooses who you are. Blah blah blah. I, we, we get yeah. It, Matt. Yeah, a lot of this seems stuff we've all covered and gone over before. Then we get a nice little scene of of Foggy getting a job offer from Hogarth. We have a little Jessica Jones throwback. We do, and I got to tell you, number one, Foggy cleans up really well. Yeah, he's looking. He's looking decent. He's got his hair all slick. He's, yep. he's looking sharp. Uh, number two, I know the Punisher trial was very high profile. Yeah, they also lost that trial in glorious fashion because Frank like went nuts on the on the stand. But that's the key. They lost the trial because of Frank, not because of what they did. Fair enough. Like before but, Frank did his thing, they were looking at some possible reasonable doubt. Which in a case like that, yeah, yeah, that's all good. But I feel like they're offering Foggy a lot of cachet for. Very little work. You know what Foggy's getting? Foggy's getting the the deal that, that that quarterback from Green Bay got who had the one game where he like broke six or seven records. It was like a career game, and he was like a backup quarterback. He just came out and had this amazing game. They got all these offers. He ended up in Philadelphia. His name escapes me at the moment. I don't know who you're talking about, but okay. Yeah. So he's, he's, getting, he's getting that deal. I mean, they they offered to put his name on the firm. Yeah, that that was like to me that was a little that was like one step. If I know anything about lawyers, you ain't just walking into that. Yeah, you got to earn that. But at the same time, they're kind of carving out. They're reading the landscape of what's developing in the world, and yeah. they're they're kind of, I don't want to say future proofing, but they're future prepping. Sure, fair enough for people with complexities. As Hogarth put it. And remember, this is also post-Jessica Jones, so Hogarth knows what she's talking about. True. Very true. Fair enough. Yeah. So we got that scene. We got a scene with Karen at the the Not Daily Bugle digging. Uh, you know, the I just want to cut to the scene at Melvin's. Uh, that, well, yeah. Because a lot of the stuff, the, a lot of the opening stuff is important, but it's nothing we haven't seen before. Let's go to, let's go to Melvin's, Drew. This what do we is, get at Melvin's, Drew? Well, this scene is very fun for a lot of reasons. This Melvin, like Melvin's a cool character. He's he's, yeah. he's kind of fun. 
I mean, he's a know, character I wish we would see a little bit more of. Yeah, I like that he's kind of he's taken on this role of like the the he's the Lucius Fox, if you will, to Daredevil in a yeah. way. Like he he's the provider of the toys. He he, the, his character is so likable. It's got me to a point where, in a lot of ways, I hope he doesn't become the gladiator. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see him throw down with Matt. I want to. Yeah. Drew, what do we get in this scene, Drew? Uh, we get the Billy Club. We get the Billy Club. Now you're probably saying, Carl and Drew, we've had the Billy Club. No, he said... No, 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 no. We've had a Billy Club. Yes. This is the Billy Club. There is a difference. Fully realized from the comics. This is akin to Cap Shield, Spider-Man's web shooters. Yeah, it's Daredevil's thing. It had a trading card. Cyclops's, you know, <laughs> visor... It had a trading card. Um, it's got the grappling hook. It's got it could be nunchucks. It can be a staff. It can, yeah. it, it it's pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, this whole scene was actually kind of cool. It just showed like the the bond between. It, it shows progression. So we got we've got Melvin. We've got Daredevil in full costume. Electro also happens to be there. The delivery of the bully cl- the, the Billy Club. I almost said Bullet Club. My God. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a cool scene that as a fan of comics and and the character and even just as the show has kind of progressed yeah. it's a cool little familial vibe here that we're that i'm getting here yeah it, it and when you think about it when you think about the rest of the episode the scene itself serves no purpose other than as a little wink hug and kiss to the fans sure that you know we know what you guys want here you mm-hmm. go here you well go. Last season, in the last episode, we got the suit. Yeah. Now, in the last episode, we get the club. With, they've really, it started with the uh, DC television superhero shows, and I'm glad to see that uh, Marvel has sort of adopted the concept of evolving a superhero. Don't just tell an origin story and then pick up where we all know the superhero where he's at in the comics, mm-hmm. but evolve him to that point in the and course. understand where these things come in and the importance of them. Okay, fair enough. Um, they did it really well in Arrow, in which he started out like he was killing people, and I wasn't cool about that, but like they brought the character to a point where he realized what he was doing was wrong, and he decided not to kill anymore. You know, his, you know, his, his mask, which is... Um, Green Arrow's mask in the comics is very generic, just black domino or mask. green domino mask, eye yeah. mask. When the show started out, he was just like wearing grease paint around his eyes. I'm yes. like, that's really stupid. Anyone gets that hood off and they're going to know who he is immediately. And it happened a couple times. Yeah. But ironically enough, in the episode where they introduced Barry Allen, Barry Allen was like, why don't you wear a mask? And Oliver said... If you can create a mask where I could still be as accurate that doesn't obstruct my vision at all, then I'll wear a mask. And then sure enough, Barry made him a mask, and it's, <laughs> it's the mask. Okay. So, And it's really cool the way they did that here, and I like how they, they've done it, in, especially in Daredevil, because it just starts out. Black suit, black bandana, standard Billy Club stick gives to him. Yeah, yeah. And it's evolving and there's you're seeing purpose and reason for him getting these things. Melvin's giving Matt this this Billy Club now as a as he says, a sign of appreciation. We know you're out there looking after us and we I just wanted to make this for you to not only to help you out, but to show appreciation. Yeah. Let's not forget why they're there though as well. 
They're not, yes. He's not there just to pick up the Billy Club because that was a gift that Matt did yeah. not expect. Uh, he's there with Electra because he wants to get Electra some some cool some cool duds, some protection because they're going to go take on the hand together. Ninja fight! Lots of ninja fighting. Oh, ninja fights! Um, meanwhile, while you know we got the Billy Club and all that, uh, Frank's getting his own little uh, uh, toys in order. Yeah, so he Frank, goes home. Frank goes back home. It's it's a sad scene. It is, but. In a lot of ways, again, it's a scene that serves a purpose. Yeah. Between like this scene and the scene at the end of the show, this is where, this is essentially, in my opinion, where the Punisher buries Frank Castle. Very much so. Yeah. It's, it's just, Frank walks in the house, Punisher walks out. Yes, which very literally happens. <laughs> yeah, very literally. Because we get the skull. Yeah. We get the, uh, we don't see it yet. But we know, you kind of know what he's doing. He's spray painting the vest and, you know. Get yeah. the skull. Got to put the skull on it because that's what you got to do. Um, so, uh, um, side note. Yeah. I mentioned I was getting uh, one of my ships custom painted. For yeah, X-Wing. yeah, yeah. I actually got that back. I'll show it to you at the, the end after we're done here. But uh, next ship I'm going to get custom painted is the uh, Thai Punisher. Are you going to put a skull on it? Put a Punisher skull on it. Please don't do the, 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 the Tom Jane skull. Go 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 OG. I think Tom Jane Skull might actually be easier to do from a painting standpoint. Mm. That's a shame. The hot topic skull, as we call it in, in Punisher circles. I kind of prefer that one. That's ridiculous. It's a, a better looking one. It's more hot, organic looking. It's the hot topic skull. Uh, anyway, it's so edgy, it's, bro. It's, it's better looking. It's it's better looking than the original. Blasphemy. Sorry. I'm open to interpretation, but the Hot Topic one, is, it's just so silly. It's like, Punisher hates his parents because they don't let him drive the car on the weekend, Skull. It's just better design. Sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so. Then we find out, you know, Matt's keeping the kids in neutral corners at his apartment, mm-hmm. and he gets a call from Foggy, which is unexpected. Mahoney got roughed up a little bit. He did. My note here says they roughed up Mahoney. Um, High Tower should have been there. Yes. Yes. Like, probably, you know who's probably there? Sweet Chuck. Yeah. You know who's probably wasn't helping out? Sweet Chuck. <laughs> High Tower should have been there. High man. Tower should have been there, or Zed. Zed's not, yeah, unpredictable. Unpredictability is a, is a powerful weapon. Still probably would have been better helping to fight than Sweet Chucker. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know, you know who? Proctor? You know who I'll take over Hightower? <laughs> Go on. You're probably not going to agree with me. I'll take Tackleberry over Hightower. He's, he's better armed. Hightower is just brute force, and a lot of times situations call for that. Yeah. Tackleberry is tactical. Uh, tactical Berry. That's what he shall be called. <laughs> How have they not rebooted this yet? If he was in the Marvel Universe, he would be War Machine. They really need to make a reboot. Which, ironically enough, I guess I guess Frank's getting his hands on some War Machine armor in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Legacy. Look, it's not like they haven't done dumb things with Frank before. If you want to do it as a one or two issue thing, sure. That'd probably be a blast to watch. I, I think I've gone on record. I don't I I'm I don't really like the Punisher intermingling in the Marvel Universe too much anymore. I think the Max series kind of showed me the light where I don't need him involved in, in that stuff. I, I think if you do it well, 
he works better in the Marvel universe, but like it, you have to do it really well. It's you gotta like, go, you have to have a high you have to have all star level of writing game. You just gotta make it believable and like having this character in a war machine armor. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, it makes one or it, two does issues. It make I'm fine sense. With. Yeah, I guess. But does it? Does it also kind of like really make me? I have a hard time suspending disbelief. I guess if which is ridiculous when you think about it yeah. as a comic book. But like Frank, to me, just doesn't belong. You got to figure that circle. You've got to figure that armor has all sorts of security fail safes in it. That Frank just doesn't have the technical know how to get around. Uh, but again, uh, if they're just doing it for like one or two issues, fine. That'd be a fun one or two issues to give Frank that kind of firepower for. But if you're doing a whole series, like Frank is now War Machine, no. No, 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 Look, no. dude, this is the same company that brought us Frankencastle, so, <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you know. Spiritual Avenger. Uh-huh, yep, that too. So, yeah. Remember when he got plastic surgery to look black? No. 90s, baby. That happened? That happened in the 90s. He Robert Downey Jr. Tropical Thundered? He sure did. <laughs> this is a thing. It happened. What? What do you mean, you people? Uh-huh. Yeah, the, so, you know, comic, comics, man. Oh, man. Comics, everybody. That's a story that would not happen today. No. And that's a good thing. Probably not. Okay, so we get, oh, God, we get the shot of the entire episode. Oh? Because Matt hears about, Matt goes to Mahoney and, like, hears about all the stuff that's yeah. going on. And then Matt finds out that, like, all the people he has saved as Daredevil have been taken hostage. Yeah. So Matt goes into action, and he swings with the billy club. He does. Yes, he does. We get a little... And I like it because they don't... They did it once, and that was it. They didn't spam it. He didn't, like, turn into Spider-Man all of a sudden. Not like the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, he didn't... The, the end shot in the movie was cool because it was basically that Casada cover. It was. That was pretty awesome. We'll talk about that yeah. at, at length at some point, I'm yeah, sure. We got, between this episode, after this episode is done, then we got all the way to August. Well, we got to fill like, some time, don't late we? Late August. We got to fill some time. We're definitely doing, I think it's safe to say, we're going to do the... The, the Fleck, F, the Fleck the F, movie. The Fleck Devil. All right. All right. You heard it here first, man. So, yeah, Matt, we get an awesome shot of Matt swinging into action with the billy club. He rescues Turk's foot. Uh, Turk. Turk, Turk, Turk. Turk was like going for a walk, man. Turk should have been, you know, if Turk had been stayed home, I mean, pro- they, they probably they still would have taken, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the ankle bracelet on. Oh, but he might have tampered with it a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, Turk. I don't like game anymore, Turk. I'm sorry. He got <laughs> pop killed. <laughs> it wasn't his fault, though. It was his fault. He told... Cottonmouth, where Pop was. He didn't know that the, that his lieutenant was going to go kill him. Drew. Look. Drew. Circumstance. You are not capable of this level of naivete. I, I am. And, and, the, and when you have a, a charming actor playing Turk, I, 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 I can. I can look the other way. Sorry, man. It's Turk. You know who else looked the other way? Turk. You know what happened? Pop got killed. Look. That's that Pop should have moved that shop 40 years ago. Bad neighborhood. He stayed because he believed in the neighborhood. Where, where to get him? Killed. 
I hope Mike See? Coulter walks through our one door one day, punches you in the face. <laughs> I will sympathize for you. I will get you an ice pack afterward. I will do nothing to stop him. It's fair enough. It's not pop. You don't kill. I pop. like pop too. I like apparently pop. not that much. I like Turk though. So yeah, uh, the hand has all the people in a bus that Daredevil was rescued. Uh, Try hard, Taylor. Ta- Tyler, Taylor, whatever her name is. She she kills that guy. She kills the older guy who's trying to you know just guys just trying to fight back. Yeah, can't can't fault him there. She's such a tryhard. Anyway, I'm nitpicking. So Matt saves them all in the in in the the building, right? Yeah, we get a great fight in the building when the, Matt interrupts them, cutting Turf's, Turk's foot off. Unfortunately, so his foot cut off when he rescues them. Yes. He is in full Daredevil getup. Yep. He saves Karen, and he lingers on Karen a little bit, like he, like he would, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Now, at this point. Nice moment between at them. At this point, she's got to know, right? Nah. No. No, I think. Because they linger. She... She gets the she she ta- he talks to her. It's it's one of you those. You see half yeah. his face. I th- I think it's one of those things where suspension of disbelief has to come into play at some point. We have to, you know, the mask is a tradition. You know, I know that we have to we have to buy in to, and also like she's probably not thinking of Matt at this point. Like there are a lot of stuff, a lot of borderline traumatic stuff just happened. I get the impression that something clicked in this scene. Just a guess. Probably. I'm not saying something different clicked, but again, it's not like a Batman Returns kissing scene or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> that was dumb. But it was charmingly dumb. You know what else was dumb? What? Her finding a weak spot in his armor and stabbing him with, with her nail. And he just stands there while she feels him up. Like, well, uh, well, um, Pump the brakes there. You know, both of us being married men, forsaken all others aside. Michelle Pfeiffer in that, that suit. Oh, hey, starts. look. I came of age. Are you going to stop her? No. No. But still, you're Batman. You're better than that. You're, you know, pillar of justice and all that stuff. You should. It's, it's Catwoman. This has always been his one weakness. Oh, Bruce. Anyway, back to Matt. Yes. Um. So... I have an observation here because Matt's not alone. Um, Electra's costume was pretty boss. Yeah, I liked it. Um, <laughs> it was nice update from the comic. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, it serves the tactical purpose, obviously, because Melvin produced it. It's a good visual. Yeah, um, it keeps the theme from the comic. Again, we've discussed that as much as you know. We love Frank Miller and and his work, uh, not only on Daredevil but in a lot of other things. Um, his electric design is not really practical as no. a combat suit. No, it, it's even fine. as a ninja suit, it's fine in comics. I guess even today, I don't think it today really it wouldn't works. fly. No, but in yeah. the eighties, seventies, and eighties, I mean, that's what you would expect, I guess. Yeah, in comic books, anyway. Um, but no, this is a really cool uh, take on it, and yeah. it, it retains some of the silhouette factor yep. with the with the sash in the middle and all that. Yep. But like it gives mask. it. But it armors it up. You get some red in there. But yep. it's, it's. But you know. It, it, I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's solid. Very solid really good design. design. Something I'd like to see Marvel incorporate in the comics. 
I think they have Which, actually. Yeah, they're well. They're kind of going. I, from what I've seen, they're kind of going with her costume before she got the upgrade. Oh yeah, from yeah, the series. Yeah. Have they're you kinda, read those those one offs? Yeah, the stack, dude. All right. I, I will talk about them at some point on the show. I promise. Okay, well, you know, we got some got some shows to. Yes, we do. Yeah. I guess I got some time to fill, don't I? Get so, to reading. Get to reading. I can do that. Or just give them to me, and I'll read them. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Um. So. They're making their way up to the roof. They are. Now, here's... Okay, question then. There's going to be a big throwdown. Yeah. They bar the door. Matt here... Uh, Talk to me. What are you feeling? I feel like he's learned nothing. <laughs> he's ready to throw away his whole life just to go away with Electra. To be fair, I don't think either one of them realistically think they're going to survive this. Okay. And we're seeing, we're shown, like, another really cool visual from the show, dozens of ninjas coming across rooftops question, to I got a question join about in the battle. Dozens. Yeah, I got a question about those dozens, too, in a minute. So, And they're coming up from, from below them, too. So I think Matt is, I don't want to say being unrealistic, but he's, He's allowing himself to hope for a best case scenario. Because think about where his life is at this point. He lost his Like firm. if he got yeah, if he yeah. got out of this unscathed for Nelson and Murdoch is done. Yeah. Him and Foggy are barely talking. Karen wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. What life does he really have to go back to? I mean, yes, he can try to rebuild those things and no one would fault him for that. But I think at the same time, you can't really fault him for saying, hey, if we get out of this, let's just go. But because, even- because, and he makes the valid point that, like, you're the one that understands. He says, you're the one that understands me, but she's the one that understands both of him. She understands Daredevil and she understands Matt Murdock. Yeah. Whereas Foggy understands Matt Murdock but doesn't like Daredevil. And yeah. Karen only knows Matt Murdock. So I, feel, I can't fault him. No, I can't fault him. At the same time, he's pledging himself to a person that he actively like swore off earlier in the season and doesn't want to be around her because she's kind of like you know a murderous psychopath. Maybe you don't want to attach your life to this person, Matt. Maybe. Yeah, but at the same time, you can also say he still has one foot in the Matt Murdock world. I guess. When, when he did that. Now he's like, you know, if I survive this, Matt Murdock essentially... Yeah, I, I I suppose I suppose you're right. Um, so we get a little melodramatic moment here, and it's time for the big throwdown. Now, Ninja uh, fight. Well, hang on, they get up there, and Matt said he's, he he heard them all. He said there's, yeah. there's countless of them. There's there's more than I can count, and there's so many or eight. They get up there. It's like there's like five <laughs> guys up there. Like where they all go? Listen, man, shows on budget. I can- you know it's just. <laughs> These ninjas are not like, cheap. They had this. They had those those big panning shots of the ninjas. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like there was like thirty. They get to the roof. There's like four people there. You know what? Okay, it's Val Point. I agree with you. Try not to nitpick out just so hard, but no, it really no, stuck it, out no, to no, you I watching think, this. Again. Yeah, no, it's it's a Val Point. I don't think you're being nitpicky, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna offer a counterpoint. Did they not get past the bar door? Is that what happened? They were stuck no, inside. No, no. I think that like a lot of those ninjas that we saw running across. The rooftops yeah. have maybe just been waiting on adjacent roofs. Okay. Because, come on, we know bad guys. 
Yeah. They don't understand the gang rush mentality. No, they don't. They're very polite, let each other take turns. Um, to a fault in this coming yes. up, by the way. Yeah. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that I wasn't the only one that no, no, noticed you, this. Yeah, yeah. It stuck out like a sore thumb. On, 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 there was like on, 20 of them running across the roof from that one shot. Right, right. And yeah. then, so the Mac gets up there and it's just like, oh, let's kick these two guys over here. You kick these two guys over here. And yeah. now it's boss fight with Nobu time. Yep. That All was right. Raphael on the rooftop. Kind of like that. Yeah. Foot clan. So, uh, Raphael would have been a good addition to this scene. Just, just saying. Turtles and Daredevil crossover. I, I'm waiting for it. I'm still waiting for it. Uh, we get another guest star in this whole... So all those ninjas might be missing, but you know who's not missing? Frank. Well, hold on a second. Before we get to Frank, the ninjas... We start out with Electron and Daredevil fighting the ah, ninjas. Ah, yes. But sorry, as, soon as, no, something. Yeah, as soon as Nobu joins the fray, the rest of the ninjas back off. Uh-huh. Because they let their boss... Do the fight. They understand that this is the fight he wants. Yeah. And then we have, we talked about it in earlier episodes, we have Electra getting killed. Yes. In a way that is not how it happened in the comics, and we've expressed our, not necessarily displeasure, but... Here's the thing, I've kind of come around on it, and here's why. Thematically, it makes more sense to do it this way. To have, yeah, to have no it makes sense it. in this story that they're telling. Yes, because now, because if you do it the way they did it in the comics, in this show, this season, we've already had to introduce Vigilante Punisher, yeah. that story. We've had to int- introduce Mystical Ninja Clan, that story. Electra and her place in all of this, that story. Is now we'd have to bring in Bullseye and like have yeah. a you know it's just too much. You're spinning a lot of plates yeah. there, you know. And then having Bullseye be the one to kill her, but the Hand to be the ones to take her. Yeah. Like there's just and, a lot of entanglements that you don't really have time and, to flesh and out. Bullseye in the was show. never employed by the Hand. No, he, he was, was always employed by Fist. Correct. So so yeah. No, I get it. It's like it makes it, more sense. It's again, and, it, it's again. What do I say? Tell me a good story, and I'll forgive you some sins. Absolutely, and not to mention as much as I, you know. The, the the comic book death is iconic. It's yeah. very, it's it's totally iconic. However, it's also a little skeevy when you really look at the subtext of what happens. Bullseye essentially rape slash murders Electra. Oh, it's Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that the more I it, again, it's iconic. But then you know you you grow up a little and you start to kind of understand subtext. And, yeah, it's more it's more of a, uh, a mental rape. Than, no, it's kind of physical. He, I mean, because he basically, what I mean by rape is that he is totally dominant over her, and then he penetrates her on panel well, once again, Miller. With so, her own side, no less. It, yeah, you can read into that what you will. But, I mean, it's a very... I think you might be reading a little too far into it. Can you read too far into it? Yes. Given the writer and given you, what is displayed on the page? I think no matter what the concept, you can always overread something. I, think, some, if it's there some to point, be, I think if it's there to be read, At some point, a cigar is just a cigar. Well, I disagree. The subconscious is a powerful thing, especially when you're Frank Miller and you... <laughs> You don't even realize what you're writing anymore. <laughs> I, you know what, Frank? Hindsight's a real... No, Frank's always been extremely literal. I think if it was Alan Moore, 
then we'd be having a different discussion. I'm pretty sure Frank um, knew what he was doing. But no, but yeah, like you said, it, in the context of this story that they're telling it, it works. It totally works, and it makes her sacrifice noble. Whereas, whereas yeah. in, the, in the comic, like I said, it's a little more grotesque. Um, and then we get the... Go and on. you're going to jump up and down on me on this, but I don't care. Okay. Because it serves a purpose, whereas the other one doesn't. We get the scene where Nobu punches Matt so hard his mask flies off. Yeah, no, it bothered me too because I forgot about that the first time I saw it, and now watching it again, like I'm like, really? Why did? They, really? Have you not had enough FaceTime, Charlie? Yeah, it's a, it's like a thirteen episodes. I, it's, you know what it is? I think that they, I think the the, the creators, the the writers, or the the director, whoever they thought because the hand. By by the way, nitpick number two. Yeah. Um, the ha- Nobu stabs Electra. Nobu gets knocked down, and the rest of the ninjas are all kind enough to give Matt a moment with with Electra. Well, because they know they see that Nobu is not. Hey, leader is down. Let's stand here and do nothing while our enemy is clearly not in the right frame of. Let's go kill him. <laughs> Don't let him talk to his dying girl. Go kill him. Yeah, nitpick. You, you nitpick. Can, yeah, I know. They you can not, also argue the whole purpose of why they're there just got stabbed and it's is te- dying. So it's television. Yeah. It, the, but the thing is, you need to have that moment. You do, but I it 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 bothers me that. Here's the thing, though. Here's the way they could have done it: is you could have Matt finish the fight and the whole thing with you know Matt and Nobu at the end happened, and then go back to that moment. With Matt and Electra, sure, have her hang on for a little while while Matt yeah. takes care of business, and then end with it. But here it's yeah. like, oh no, ninjas, hang on, st- wait, stop, stop, let him, let him, let him talk to his girlfriend yeah. for like five minutes. But they, I think the director or whoever they decided that if they're going to have this really sentimental moment between Matt and Electra, he's got to do it with the mask. You can't, you can't emote with that. We can't take this scene seriously with that mask on. No, because we haven't seen him do everything else in this show with the mask on. Are we really not going to yeah. buy it here? Come on. Yeah, no, it, that's silly. It's aggravating. It is. That's that's Spider-Man that, mask mask off level of of dumb. That damn FaceTime. Yep. Um, but You're then, the star of the show, Charlie. Put the mask back. <laughs> How often are you out of costume as compared to in right? costume? Just keep that mask on. All right. So um, so then we have now Frank show. Now we have bang. And at this moment, first time I watched the show, this episode, and. You know, even the second, this being the third, still have that same level. So, you know what this is for me? You know what this is? And you're probably going to, like, roll your eyes and disagree or whatnot. Uh-oh. This is when Macho Man was getting the crap kicked out of him in the ring. Yeah. And Miss Elizabeth ran back and brought out Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you're like, holy crap! Hogan's going to go help Macho Man! Yeah. And just, Frank just starts backing him up. And Matt, like, keys in instantly on what's happening. And he just starts walking. Tough guy walking. Yeah. Towards Nobu. You know that led to Macho Man and Hogan. The mega powers. It led to them breaking up. You know that, right? I mean. Well, you know, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but for a little while, we had the mega powers. H- Hogan, Hogan's gaze lingered a little too long on Elizabeth. And Macho don't play like that. <laughs> Can you blame him? He's a lunatic. Was. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Matt's going to go finish the fight with Nobu. Which, by the way, he does. And can I just. So did he know that Nobu was going to survive? He probably that? figured. Okay. He, he probably figured at this point I've burned him. I've knocked him, you know, down a couple stories in the warehouse. Just checking because he's he th- come back. All right. Because, he, yeah, he threw him off that ledge without much concern. Yeah. I I, I think he, he gets how Nobu works. All right. Because, you know, Matt and his whole 
no kill thing. Can't uh, can't keep a good Nobu down unless you're stick. Well, as my notes as my notes here said, um, <clears throat> did Matt just kill Nobu? No, but Stick did. <laughs> stick as did. I wrote it, Stick shows up and stabs him, and then cuts off his head. Yep. Okay. Yep. Although, if you want to be absolutely certain. At some point, you take the head with you. <laughs> I know it sounds a little weird, morbid, but you take the head with you, you find an incinerator, and you throw the head in an incinerator. Given what we know about Nobu, what Stick should know, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's be let's, sure let's here. Let's dot the I's and, and cross, cross the, the T's Lowercase J's. <laughs> no, you cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. Right. So, uh... Yeah, that our battle is over. Yep, Nobu is dead. Electra is dead. Yeah, nice little uh, little nod from Frank to to Matt. Yeah, yeah. see you around, see you around buddy. Red. Um, hopefully sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Allegedly sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Punisher series. Uh-huh. Um, so okay. yeah, then we've got Stick and Matt at Electra's. Well, before we get there, right? Don't we have um, Foggy and Karen having yeah, a little, Foggy having a little Karen, reminiscing time? Foggy and Karen and Josie's. It's kind of a throwaway scene. It's not telling us anything we don't already know. It's closure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's kind of the final page turn on Nelson and Murdoch. And yeah, it it's it's Foggy saying, you know, I'm still your friend. Yeah, I'm moving on. Josie, close the tab. By the way, how do tab? I'm not a bar guy. Dude, bars let you just open a tab and come in and drink for free whenever you want. Multi-days. My mom used to own a bar. Okay. Not unlike Josie's. Okay. Much, much cleaner. But, right. you know, it was <laughs> it was one of those local... Watering holes. Yeah. Okay. You know a customer, you know a person. You let them slide? You let them slide. If they make occasional payments and whatnot, you let them go. It seems like weird business, but okay. Right. You don't do it for everyone. The the people you do it for is rare, but also they. I think they established in season one that the reason they're allowed to do that is because they did sent like a case for Josie for ah. free, essentially. Okay, well, fair enough. So yeah, all right, just checking. Yep. Um, now Frank goes back home for the yep. last time. Yep, and he uh, recovers something from the home. What does he recover, Drew? A little CD. What does the CD have written on it? Uh, micro. Micro! Now... Tell us about Micro, Drew. I'm, okay, I'm a Punisher fan. Yes. But I don't have this, like, nostalgia... Uh, uh, I don't want... I gotta keep keep my terms uh, PG. I don't have the big nostalgia kick for uh, Micro that some fans seem to have. I think yeah. some people just, like, go nuts for it because... It's, it's something I remember! Yay, you remembered it. Micro is he's a guy he's a guy who helps out Frank his son was killed kind of like Frank's family was killed he is not a marine he is not he's proficient with weapons he's a tech guy yeah he helps Frank out with tech with tech and armor and you know weaponry and things like that he's kind of Frank's little arms guy um okay cool but you know He's also he also sort of appeals to Frank's humanity from time to time. He's kind of like a, a conscious, a conscience voice at times. I I think if anything, 
if they put him, which, I mean, clearly they're probably going to put him in the Punisher series. I would very much assume at this point, yeah. If anything, he's there just for someone to get Frank to verbalize. Yeah, sure. Because, you know... Frank doesn't have any attachments or ties. Yeah, he's not He's not a talker. No. He's not... Yeah. He can monologue, enter, journal, yeah. journals, if you will. War journals. War journals. <laughs> um... So yeah, I guess that's uh, lead- leading us to believe that uh, Micro will be in um, the show. Also, I-, I do like when he burns his house down. He he went through the trouble of apparently of showing up and leaving with a giant Gatling gun. Well, you know, when you're burning a house down, you want to be stealth about it. You're gonna want to carry the Gatling gun around in in the in the middle of the public. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Listen. it's television. They're just kind of showing you a visual, but come on, man. If there is anything that Jesse Ventura taught us mm. in Predator, mm-hmm. is that there's never time where a Gatling gun is not needed. I'm not saying you're wrong. He taught us a lot of things in that movie. Yes. Some of the most colorful turns of phrase I've ever heard, ever, <laughs> in that movie. Anyway. Stuff will turn you into a sexual tyrannosaur. Just like me. <sighs> We're going to have to keep... we got to pause there because otherwise the show is going to go off. We're going to get not so family friendly. Um, all right. He leaves. Yeah. Now we have the scene with Matt, Matt and Stick. calls yeah. Karen. Well, we still have the... The, ah, the funerals, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a throwaway scene. All we get really is that Matt has decided that, you know, everything that Stick told him was... You know, well, actually, no. Stick kind of asked Matt if everything was it worth it. Was it worth loving Electra? Yeah. And Matt says yes, it was. That's basically it. Yep. And Stick remarks to Matt that you are the toughest person I've SOB. ever met. Yeah. So we get a little respect from Stick finally for Matt for what he does. Yep. Fair enough. But kind of, yep. but you know, it's it's kind of it's a necessary scene, but we don't really get much out of each character. I, all all I got out of it is that the, their relationship is essentially restored yep. to a degree. Now we get. The big moment that I feel like we all kind of knew had to come. Yeah. So Matt shows up at Melissa Murdoch. Karen is there. I'm assuming after having a couple of drinks with Foggy, so she's probably a little tipsy. Well, Matt called her there. Fair enough. And he says, I have something to tell you. At this point, we know. Yeah. He's got a little garbage bag or a little paper bag. Not the most elaborate or yeah. know, classy way to carry around what he's carrying around, but he brought... So I have something to tell you. And he takes out the mask. Yep. I'm Daredevil. And we get a look from Karen. Doesn't really say one thing or the other, but to me, I feel like she already knew. But now she kno- now she definitely knows. Yeah, I don't think she knew. Possibly, from the scene in the warehouse, possible suspect, but I don't think she knew. Also, if you're going to reveal a secret identity to someone... You do it in a way that can't necessarily be questioned. So, if if I'm Matt, I want to reveal that I'm Daredevil yeah. to Karen. Yeah. I show up as Daredevil. And then take the mask off. And then take the mask off. Because reasonable person might think, well, you just had that made. You're so desperate to get me back that you'll try anything. Maybe they, maybe they pull on that thread in season three. Here's hoping. But, like, they fade out from there when you think they're going to go credits. But wait, we see that the hand has acquired Electra's body and put her in the Ghost and Goblins jar. They put her in the big egg. Yep. 
So to be continued. So so probably in defenders. Yes. Um. So I guess I have a question about that. They wanted her from the beginning, like as when she was yeah. a child. They couldn't have her. Yeah. The chase got her. Um. So they got that new kid in season one. Yeah, stick killed him. So. Stick killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> With a trident. Question then. Why didn't they just bring the kid back to life? Why did they wait for Electra to come back around and then, and then revive her after they kill her? I have no good answer to that. Okay. I could, I could formulate an answer if you wanted me to, but I don't have a good answer to that. So I'll simply say we'll probably find out in Defenders. All right. There you have it, man. That's it. So Season yeah. two. Season two in the books. So freaking good. So it's great. I love it. I love that we got what we got out of it. But I must say, I do feel that season two ends a little weaker than season one does. Well, yeah, because the end of season one, you have the full realization of Daredevil and the Kingpin on screen in a way we've never seen before, and we're completely blown away by everything that was leading up to it. Yeah. I also think the Kingpin was a more identifiable enemy. Yeah, I think the hand are a little too nebulous for me still. The, I don't know what they're really after, what their end goal is, and why I should care. Yeah, you don't really buy Nobu as the head uh, right. of the hand. Right. He's but just at the same guy. time, I'm I don't think he's meant to make you think he is that. Because the hand have been portrayed as an organization that have components to them that we have not seen yet yeah but again they're they're they're, again they're nebulous like so i don't have as much of an emotional investment to 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 it all whereas when it was when it was matt and and fisk it was yeah very visceral visceral, because we had all that time that we spent with fisk to understand him the hand are still kind of mysterious and i think that that hurts the overall satisfaction of matt they get Winning. One one of the things that Iron Fist, for lack of a better term, does well is flushes <laughs> out the hand a little bit more. Okay. Um, especially in like the last four episodes. I got I guess I should watch those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe I will now. It's not a ton because I think they're really saving the grand finale of the hand for defenders. Okay. You say the hand are very nebulous, you know, not unlike an alien. So, you know, Scorny Weaver. Ah, yeah. Well, look, look at that pull. Wow. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, season two, really, really enjoyable. Again, a good palate cleanser from what Iron Fist was. Um, we've got... I want season three right, right now. I do. So do I. But I want Defenders as well. Like, yeah, I yeah. want... I'm hoping season three is going to be that next thing. Well, we'll probably get Defenders, Punisher, and then... Jessica I'm hoping Jones, they do Daredevil before Jessica Jones. We'll see. We'll see. Either um, way, we got a lot of good yeah. content coming. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see where it all goes. But yep. man, I'm, I'm I'm really hyped for season three of Daredevil. Yeah. So because I I got a feeling Fisk is coming back <sighs> in a big give bad, us bullseye. I got a I got this feeling that they're gonna bring give bullseye. us bullseye. I just have a feeling. And then season four. Yeah. Give us Mysterio. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Good luck with that. I don't know. He, he might be tied up with Sony and Spider- I thought you were going to say Stiltman. 
No. Give us stilt, give man. Give us stereo. All right, man. All righty, folks. We appreciate you being with us again. Uh, we've got some fun one-off episodes coming up between now and the release of Defenders. Uh, Defenders is going to be interesting because it's kind of going to be something that we're going to be going episode by episode sure. with. Yeah. Maybe with along with some of you. Join um, us, won't you? Yeah, obviously we're going to binge it and finish it, but that's just, you know, because we want to. And Hey, real quick, by the way, before I forget, because we're ending the show, how great was RoboCop on the big screen, by the way? It was really great. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, we forgot that from our week, that we went and saw RoboCop on the big screen. Fantastic. What'd you think of the theater? You said you'd never been there before. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's really... Pretty. Really enjoyable. Um, I really want to see the next Star Wars movie there. They always do some screenings for the Star Wars films. Cool. So, yeah, folks, if you would like to send us any questions, if you would like to send any comments, queries, suggestions to the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can go to the Devil's Do Podcast.com and find all these resources. Remember, if you're tweeting us on Twitter, the hashtag Alan has the rage. The wrath. The wrath. Alan has the wrath. All right, folks. Thanks again for joining us. Have a good 4th of July. Safe and happy. Don't blow your fingers off. All that jazz. And we will see you or talk to you again next week. Court was technically not in session because of the holiday. Lucas wants to come in. Court's not really adjourned. We're just going to go enjoy our holiday.